It's Monday, June 1st, 2020. Things are changing. Things are getting opened up. So what am I doing now in investments? You might be surprised. Let's get started. Would you rather talk about your sex life or money life? Surprisingly, most people would rather not talk about money, how to save it or invest it. This podcast is about helping you simplify your money life. Delivered by Dr. Henry Joseph Speck, a psychologist by training, Henry is a seasoned investor with over 40 years of successful investing in real estate, stocks and other alternate forms of income generation. Tune in to the twice-monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom, how to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Speck. Please remember this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult with your financial advisor or investment specialist before you make any changes to your investment policy or stocks or bonds or real estate you may own. I am not an investment advisor. I am simply talking about what I'm doing in our investments for your entertainment purposes. So it's been a month or two of up and downs and all kinds of decisions and investments and business and COVID. And now we have the tragedy in America that's led to demonstrations across America and people are demonstrating and there's all kinds of things going on, which demonstrating is great and voicing your opinion, but other things are happening by a few other people. So it's, it's becoming very difficult. Um, But the question is, what do you, what, what am I doing now? So, Please remember that um, I'm just talking about what I'm doing. This isn't investment advice, uh, although it's called shrink money advice. It's really about what I'm advising myself about. And so right now it's about taking a deep breath, going fishing, doing some reading, uh, working at the wildflowerbeefarm.com, doing my profession and not doing much when it comes to investing. In a few months, I'll be picking up a piece of real estate for personal um, purposes, investment purposes. I'll talk about that as we get closer. But right now, I'm just not doing anything. And here's kind of why, and here's my thinking of this. Um, there's so much uncertainty that if you've positioned yourself in a way to be able to survive through this, through cash flow and taking care of your obligations, investing where there's an opportunity, as we've done in the past, but staying sort of in that neutral wait and see while you continue to uh, prosper is 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 the philosophy. So the um, experts are suggesting that real estate may drop 20% plus in Canada. There are issues regarding royalties from the West Coast uh, in Alberta. There's issues of unemployment. The uh, ripple effect, and I've talked about this with the spider web um, economic outlook that I talk about where so many things are linked together. One thing I heard yesterday that was very striking was that when it comes to the uh, the restaurant industry, some 20 million Americans, for example, are, are involved directly or indirectly in the restaurant industry. And people have forgotten about the connection that if 95% of what restaurants bring in, they spend, that money goes directly back out into the economy. So the, the margins of 5% aren't the greatest if you're in the restaurant business, but they are great if you're worried about the economy because 95% of the money that restaurants take in, they spend out there on other goods and services. So not having restaurants isn't just about, you know, hardworking people losing their businesses. Not having restaurants are about affecting everyone in our economy. And that's why we're seeing this sort of 
<clears throat> peripheral effect. I saw yesterday a, a restaurant in New York, I can't remember the name, it's been around for decades, will not open again because of what's happened to them over COVID. So in the same context, I heard the announcer, um, Bill Mayer, say, that, and, and not a Trump supporter by far, but he said that the concern he had was with the overreaction of the shutdown and he looked at the statistics, the hundred th- some thousand people in America who've lost their lives, which is an incredible tragedy. And he broke it down by age group and pre-existing condition. And he said, we certainly should have taken care of those people in a better way so that they obviously could have fought this. But to then shut down other people who don't seem to be as vulnerable didn't make sense to him, which I, was, I found quite surprising because generally he would have not supported a concept such as that, given that's one that um, President Trump seems to aspire to so let's look at canada what we know what we what we know is not very much because if you look at the different programs the government announced other than the one that provides two thousand dollars a month to people who are affected by this the others for uh businesses are very slow in coming uh the rent um abatement or whatever program you want to call it is incredibly bureaucratic heavy with paperwork and the amount of back and forth between tenants as you look at the websites and the, the dysfunction, the time it took to have it roll out and so on is just incredible. Now, a week or so ago, uh, the pre- uh, prime minister announced a change to the a small business loan program or account program. Um, that still hasn't been implemented, even though they said it would be less than a week. And now it's been more than a week, which is not unusual for government to roll this out. And And they're looking at changing the one category from a small business who had a minimum of, I think it was $20,000 in payroll last year, to eliminating that and replacing it as well with uh, a business, a small business who has 40000 or more in expenses last year. So if you're a small business who, now that still leaves out some people who have a very small business, maybe they're self-employed, they, uh, in the sense of washing windows where they have very few expenses other than some cleaning products perhaps and and gas to get to sites and they're doing it the work themselves so so again this new program still misses those people so rather than and now we're talking june and this started in march so you can see why relying on government probably isn't a good thing so that's another thing to think so when i talk about doing nothing and going fishing and and taking it easy the other thing you might want to do is start reading more books um, my book, Shrink Money Advice, is free for the next two days on Kindle. Just go to uh, Amazon.ca and look at the Kindle version of Shrink Money Advice, Millennials to Boomers, How to Invest Today. And it's a, a fictional story, and I'll tell you a little bit about it. Ten years ago, I wrote this about a couple who lived in a small town, and their neighbors, who were somewhat older, were quite happy, loved their life, loved what they were doing, were always in a great mood. And the younger couple who were, you know, professionals working hard were always miserable. And they started to look at, you know, would this older successful couple help the younger couple understand finance, investment, and actually how to live their life. So the story goes on and I I talk about uh, what they do. So this current book, Shrink Money Advice, is about what would have happened? First, I tell the story again, so you, you can read the fictional story, which um, fortunately was edited by my son Henry Adam, who did an amazing job editing and rewriting parts of it. So, and then I talk about well, if you had done that ten years ago and listened to that advice as that couple had, 
where would you be today and what would you do with the money? So that's the second part of that book that relates to today. And certainly during these COVID times, or if you have young people who are now uh, young children who are now adults and they are starting off in life or wanting to invest or think about how they live their life, you may find this to be quite helpful. So it's free. There's no strings. You just go to amazon.ca, Kindle, get the free download, read it whenever you want. It takes about a max couple hours. It's it's only it's about a hundred pages. Wrote it so it could be read quickly, easily, and yet send out a, a message. Um, <clears throat> I I bring it up again because, you know, it's difficult when you, when you when you write something that seems to make sense and seems to work and did work, and it's it's about just trying to help people see the other side to things and perhaps how you can take control of your own life. And during these COVID times, certainly it's important. And one thing, uh, one place to start is to just improve your education so you can manage your own money and take care of your own hard hard work, uh, the result of your hard work, which is the money you earn through your business. The uh, a final thought, I, I did see a, a, an interesting <clears throat> comment today and commentary on the state uh, of the demonstrations in America and the, the discrimination against... Um, African Americans in America, and what we see, in, what we saw happen in Toronto, where there apparently is a issue, um, obviously in Canada as well. So one of the things this person talked about was creating opportunities, such as the Marshall Plan after World War II, so that people of low socioeconomic status or those who haven't been given access to finance or investment for um, creating small businesses be given those opportunities. And when I heard him talk, it really, really made a lot of sense as far as access to opportunity. He used the the um, uh, Apple founder's history of living in foster care and how he was fortunate, how Steve Jobs, uh, according to this announcer, was fortunate to have been uh, picked by a family to live in an affluent area where he was allowed to go to school and you know, entrepreneurship was promoted and he had incredible influence and he compared that to a child who perhaps is living in in a part of Detroit in the foster system where he's continually moved around and doesn't have those opportunities and how the outcome can be very different for both groups, both individuals, and how access to opportunity is so important. And it was was a very moving presentation that, that really made a lot of sense of how entrepreneurship and he used, the other example he used was a person who may be incarcerated because of, um, selling narcotics and he said well the person made a bad choice they may be quite intelligent with regard to how to handle finance and how to do things and so while they're unemployable because of their history of crime perhaps if given an opportunity to access legitimate business through funding mentorship and support they will no longer return to that life of crime which made a great deal of sense with regard to rehabilitation so those are just my two cents on what's happening out there but certainly gives us a good time to pause so I'm not uh, a golfer, but if that works for you, go do do more of that. Spend less time focusing on the news and the impact on your investments, because I think if you've been, you know, considering what you have been doing and, and you know, self sort of managing wherever you're comfortable, now really is a time to take a deep breath, uh, do some reading. Remember, you can go to Amazon.ca, get a free copy until Wednesday, I believe, of the Kindle book, uh, Shrink Money Advice, Millennials to Boomers, How to Invest Today. Please read it. Comments are appreciated. I look forward to speaking with you again next time. You have been listening to the Shrink Money Advice podcast with Dr. Henry Joseph Speck. Remember to pick up your copy of Dr. Speck's latest book, Shrink Money Advice, on Amazon.ca. 
or the audio version at awesound.com. That's awesound.com.